Welcome to MVP. We're Sports Illustrated Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the most valuable podcast brought to you by the most valuable podcasters. Hey, Jess. Hey, Char. I love this music. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I just rock out right before we start talking, uh, which we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Hugh Jackson, John Gruden, the World Series. Uh, also some Fitz magic, Golden State Warriors pettiness, and green bean casserole. And we're going to Yeah, we're going to call Deb, we're going to call on Char, we're going to talk about we're going to give you chapter 2 of True Gritty. I am psyched. Look at that. We just timed the music perfectly this week. Well done. Oh my god, we are getting good at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to we're changing the way we do the rundown up a little bit from last week. Um each week, we're going to rank the news items we want to talk about um, on an arbitrary scale. Like, we, we're we going to switch it up each week. Willing to take suggestions on how to rank them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. But this week, we have about nine-ish news items we want to talk about, and we're going to rank them from least relevant to Charlotte and Jess's lives to most relevant to Charlotte and Jess's lives. <laughs> because that's how everybody should uh, and live their lives. The least relevant thing to our lives might be the most relevant thing to your life. So, but you're just going to have to deal with it because it's our podcast and we'll rank how we want to. Uh, So, number nine, the least relevant thing. Well, this happened against the Bulls, which would be relevant to me if I were a true Chicago Bulls fan, which I'm not because they are terrible. That's true. They are really bad. The Warriors on Monday night just stomped on the Bulls. Scored 92 points in the first half. I mean... (laughs) The, it it was it was a beating the likes of which no team only the warriors ever. can deliver yeah. <laughs> right right and uh clay thompson broke steph curry's three point record he scored 14 three pointers in one game which is insane and he was coming in off a cold streak which is almost more terrifying <laughs> <laughs> i i like 14 three pointers and he didn't even play the fourth quarter that no. i don't think in the years I've played basketball, not very many. Yeah. I've never shot 14 three-pointers in my entire life. I don't know that I've ever shot one three-pointer in my entire life. I've probably scored about two. Yeah, no, for sure. I also, fun fact, can't do a, can't make a layup. That's a, the one I'm, I'm not like terribly unathletic. I cannot play basketball to save my life, which probably doesn't shock many of you. But <laughs> Steph was really nice about um, Clay's record. After he, he, like, was all psyched in the locker room, I saw his Instagram story. That's very sweet of him. I would be very salty if my teammate broke my record in front of my face. Would you? That's what I was wondering. I well, was, I don't know. If, with the cameras on, I'd, I'd definitely pretend that I was cool about it. Yeah. But I think I would be cool about it and then be like, and next week I'm going to crush you. Now I need to hit 15. <laughs> right. Like, the, my competitive side would really just... Yeah. I mean, hey, it's motivation because no one else is motivating them because... <laughs> That's true. Mm. Now they can only motivate each other. Actually, though. Uh, all right. Number eight in terms of relevancy. I, I kind of feel like this is higher up on the scale, but it was it was Bill's Pat's Monday Night Football. Right. On Monday night. And the Patriots won. Shocker. Yeah. Closer game than I think many people expected. Yeah. Well, I mean, it a was... A lot of field goals. Literally a soccer game for the first half. Yeah. It was just, they were just kicking field goals back field goals back and forth and at one point the score was six to nine the Bills which nice and uh, someone threw a dildo onto the field. This is the Bills' legacy now. It is the the last I think three or four times that the Patriots have played in Buffalo, someone has thrown a sex object onto the field. I. I tweeted this, but um, I wanted, I think there's a feature to be done where you go sex toy shopping with um, the Bills fans planning to throw it. Like, what is the what is the process of getting this thing and bringing Ugh. it into a game? I'm sorry. <laughs> the best part about it is that the refs don't know what to do, so they kick it. They they will kick it out of like off the field. I, would, I wouldn't touch. They that. Won't, like won't touch it with their hands. It's just so weird. It's I, really. I actually kind of feel bad for the refs in this. I do too. It's just a weird thing to do. It's a really weird thing to do. Like. How also, I love that New Era Field tweeted out before the game. They're like, Hey, uh, don't throw stuff onto the field. And it's like, If by stuff you mean sex toys, <laughs> <laughs> like that is a sad thing to have to tell your fan base. I agree. The best part about Monday Night Football, aside from that, mm-hmm. was Booger McFarlane saying, <laughs> This is amazing. Kevin Benjamin is a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. And I aren't, mean, aren't we all a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end? <laughs> right, Booger. Sorry, you asked. 
accidentally wrote our life stories. <laughs> no, but I my favorite thing about that was that you know the booth is with Witten and um, Tessitore is is so awkward as it is that they were just like ha totally. <laughs> it was it was the best like like line of Monday Night Football short and terrible 2018 season, and it just yes. got brushed aside like it was nothing. I know. I want to I want to get that on a pillow. Me too. Calvin Benjamin is a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. That's so good. Booger should be in the booth. Anyway, um, one more question about Monday Night Football. Who chooses the bands? Because they're doing this halftime show thing where they choose a band and then they have them perform. Or like a rapper, musician, artist. Right. And they, and they, it's always in black and white. It's a pre-recorded like music video that they're playing at halftime. It's the weirdest thing, but it's it's also only like half a song because they don't have time. Right. It's super weird. I don't understand any of the thought process behind what they're doing and what they're trying to do with that. No, I don't either. And this this week was Bush, which I mean Gavin Rossdale apparently is still alive, which was I, news I to don't, me. I don't he, he dated know. Gwen Stefani, it's the only reason. Or they were married. What is Bush? <laughs> like what I'm sorry, what is that? No, I felt the is same it way. Like country music? No, it's like garage I have no idea okay, what it is. Well. I didn't know. And everyone was like you could tell that it was sort of a 90s thing because a lot of the sports writers uh, online were like, oh, sick, love this. And I was like, I... So I assume they weren't the same people who liked Lil Yachty last weekend. No, I, I, okay. don't, think, <laughs> I don't think that was a crossover situation. Uh, number seven on the relevancy scale, we have just Cleveland. Yeah, it, it's been a rough weekend. Uh, Ty Lue was fired from the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson was finally fired from the Browns, mm-hmm. along with... Todd Haley, who I have a long-standing feud with. Well, right, which I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because so it's first the news broke that the Cavs had fired their head coach. This was on like Saturday, I think, and and it's like yeah, when your best player is Kevin Love, right? You, like you're not going to win many many games. But the thing that the thing that blew my mind a little bit was that. LeBron James left the Cavs, and last season, LeBron James carried the Cavs on his back through the entire playoffs, so how can you expect that that team is going to be halfway decent, and like, why fire the coach who got you to the playoffs for like the past a thousand years at this point? Well, it's like he only got them to the playoffs because LeBron was there. Yeah, but do you think a new coach is going to help? Like, no, no, a new LeBron is going to help. I don't think any team in the East other than the Celtics really, like, why? I don't even understand why any of them are still playing. No, I just, like, (laughs) give up. Give up. And I don't think, like, unless you can build another LeBron in a lab, like, how how is a coach going to change the situation? Yeah. Might as well stick with the guy that all the players like. But anyway. Do they? I don't know. Who knows? Well, they all posted nice things on Instagram, which you know is true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but But then the Browns fired their head coach, Hugh Jackson. Who, okay, so of coaches who have coached 40 games, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson ranks 218th out of 219. That is in, in all of NFL history. That's insane. His record in Cleveland was 336-1. Which, okay, hear me out. Like, firing Hugh Jackson after you lose to the Steelers, which every coach... Which the... the the Browns always lose to the Steelers. That is right. not like a thing. This that... shouldn't have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. That's the, that I, I, before <laughs> like it just it's confusing to me why they didn't fire him at the end of last season before they drafted the number one overall pick, right. Baker Mayfield. Here's a dude who lost every game except for one in two years, and you fire him once the team is like trending upwards well yeah trending upwards like they won two games this year and and tied a game that's the most success (laughs) the cleveland has seen in years right and it it, kind of reminded me of like a married couple who makes it through like 40 years of marriage and it's awful and like everybody knows they're not happy and then like they turn you know 78 and they're like you know what we're calling it quits (laughs) like just stick it out man at this point what do you this actually uh, this morning um Shout out to my coffee shop boys. Uh, I walked into my coffee shop, and um, my dude Kyle, he just th- he's a huge Browns he's fan. He's the one with the Tim Couch tattoo. Yeah, he is the Tim Couch Browns tattoo. He just throws his arms up, and he goes, it finally happened. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He was like, Hugh, we fired Hugh. And I was like, yeah, man, and Todd Haley. So, and he was like, right, no, it's going to be great. And I was like, dude, your interim head coach is Greg Williams. Yeah, Greg Williams. Okay, you you know Greg Williams' history, right? Yeah, tell, in case you guys don't know. Greg Williams, um, (laughs) (laughs) 
He was he got suspended for a year from the NFL for Bounty Gate. He was basically like the mastermind behind paying pay, pay, paying his own players, paying his players in New Orleans to injure other teams' players. So like, if their player were to set get. Aaron Rodgers so hurt that he got carted off a field, they'd get like a bonus, basically. Which is insane. And now he's the interim head coach of a football team. He was banned from the NFL for this for a year. And now he is in charge as opposed to, I don't know, the offensive coordinator, Todd Haley, who was having some success with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Well, Greg Williams is like um, the violin player on the Titanic. Like the ship's (laughs) going down and he's still standing there playing. But more realistically, he's Billy Zane. Oh, yeah, no. He's, like, evil. <laughs> it's just, like, it's awful. Um, but so I, I was I said to Kyle, I was like, oh, well, now you have Greg Williams. He was like, just for the interim, it'll be fine. Like, spoken like a true, hopeful Browns fan. And then yeah. this dude behind me starts talking about how the Pats aren't actually that good. And I was like, I need to go record a podcast. I'm going to be late. But, like, you will catch these hands. <laughs> like, well, the Pats didn't play that great against Buffalo. But anyways, let's move on. Okay, moving on. Number six. Yeah, so Todd Gurley had the ball. Um, the Rams were up by two, and he was all the Rams needed were a first down. This was against the Packers on Sunday. The Rams needed a first down to basically end the game and run the clock out. But he had a like open shot at the end zone, mm-hmm. and instead <laughs> of going for the touchdown and potentially giving the ball back to the Packers, he took a knee. And basically, if anyone bet on the Rams to cover the spread or bet the over on the game. He lost, like, there was apparently, like, a million-dollar, like, bet swing in Vegas. And, like, people who own, or, like, own Gurley on Fantasy, which is, like, an awful way of saying that. It it's really just, is. makes me cringe, kind of. Yeah. People who have him on their fantasy teams, <laughs> there you go. Um, like, missed out on six points. And everyone was freaking out. It was kind of hilarious. Well, what cracks me up. someone with zero stakes in any of that. Yes, <laughs> same. We At some point, Jess and I are going to get into sports betting, but we have still, I mean, at least I have yet to figure out how. Now. Um, I love gambling. But the thing that cracked me up is I didn't watch this game. I was, I think this was when I took my nap on Sunday. Um, but I, looking at sports media and reading about it and everything, I, the takeaway I got was that only saw people talking about how Gurley screwed them over with the over or with fantasy. So I thought the narr- I thought he did it on purpose. Just yeah, to ma- just to screw with people. Yeah, because afterwards he was like, you know, I don't care about gambling or fantasy. And I was like, wow, what a way to take a stand. And Jess was like, no, he literally, he ran out the clock. Like this was for football reasons so that his team would definitely win. And I was like, oh, for sure. Um, but ugh. anyway, media is great. Uh, number five. Fitzmagic is back. It is. He is back. Jess, what does this mean? Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the backup, now starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So oh, the tides turn. Before the season started, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, who um, has a little bit of a Jess can't stand I, Jameis Winston. I just, you should see her face right now. She's like, she's like trying not uh, to punch the microphone. Yeah, he's not a great guy. He got suspended for three games for allegedly groping an Uber driver, mm-hmm. which is like. Okay, um, that's not a good <laughs> Maybe look. don't. Yeah, that's just insanely fucked up. But anyways, <laughs> he got suspended three games. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, who went to Harvard. He's I don't know up- if you guys know. Did you know that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? It's a little known fact. Yeah, no He's one talks played about on like eight teams or nine teams maybe in the NFL. I thought it was all, all of them. <laughs> He's been a backup for years. And so he came in the season he was the first player in NFL history to have three consecutive games with at least 400 passing yards. This came out of, like, nowhere. Like, Literally nowhere. Yeah. And um, he won the first two games of the season against the Saints and the Eagles. He was offense, NFC Offensive Player of the Week two weeks in a row. It's- he lost on Monday Night Football to the Steelers, <laughs> but still put up, like, an insane like second quarter or second and half if comeback. You, if you follow the NFL, this was the most shocking thing that's happened in years. Well, so the best part about it was that after the Eagles game, he put on Deshaun Jackson's like chain and like his outfit and sunglasses. And if you haven't seen that picture, I assume you live under a rock, but it's Google in- it. It's incredible. Um, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, Agree. Um, I... The thing and now, <laughs> well, okay, so now he's back. So he led yeah. he led Tampa down a um, game tying drive, scored a two point conversion against the Bengals. Who after like, Jameis gets benched, after Jameis gets benched, and now he's he been sucks. named the starter for next week, which is just 
amazing. It's amazing. I mean, also Jameis is Jameis has been shitty since yeah. Jameis Winston's not good right. at football. Like maybe let's just move on. dot org from also that one. just someone with so many character concerns. We'll call them right. You have to be really good to override those, yeah. and he's not. And he's so not. maybe we let Fitzmagic and his thirteen thousand children just. Right. He has a lot of kids, but I mean that's fine. Kids. That's great. Seven yeah. kids. Um, as many kids as NFL teams he's played on. Wow. I'm, One I'm just lying. I don't know if, that, if that's true. <laughs> but right. anyways. We are going to take a second and talk about Green Chef. Jess, what is Green Chef? Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. Yeah, this is, it's, they send you the organic ingredients to your house and give you detailed step-by-step instructions that are helpful and they sent me some and it was really good. The pork was incredible and I never make pork, so that was great. Um... Because, like, who has the time to actually decide what you're going to make or how much of anything you need? And then you end up throwing ingredients out and wasting them. So true. You know? Um, But there's something for everyone with Green Chef. Um, You can maintain a specialty diet. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. Jess, what would you be? I'm gluten-free. Yeah, so see. And I'm a carnivore. And you, <laughs> a gluten-free carnivore, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> <Ew>. Sorry. <laughs> um, I love this stuff. Um, I'm a big Green Chef fan. So if you guys want to partake in the deliciousness that is Green Chef, you get $50 off your first box of Green Chef if you go to greenchef.us slash MVP. That's wow. right. We're getting you free food. So that you're welcome. A, that's a great deal. 50 bucks. It's an incredible Ooh. deal. It's healthier. It's wholesome. It's high quality. It's sustainably sourced. I don't know what more you could want from your meals. If you want $50 off your first box of Green Chef, which trust me, you do, go to greenchef.us slash MVP. Number four on the ranking of things that are relevant to us, uh, we'll explain why this is relevant to us in a moment, but a Denver Halloween party. um, Gone wrong. Yes, that the Broncos, they have an annual Halloween party out in Denver, and um, things things went south real fast to the point where, and we'll we'll explain why, but (laughs) media outlets were calling it a cocaine party. Yeah, TMZ Sports reported Denver Broncos rock cocaine-themed costumes for a team (laughs) Halloween party. And then this is in another sports blog. Uh, Broncos players wore cocaine-themed costumes to Halloween. Like, this cocaine-themed costumes was, like, the headline last Tuesday. And the only reason was, who was it? I think Emmanuel Sanders wore, like, a Dave Chappelle costume. From his character who has the cocaine on his nose like it, it, yeah. it's not it wasn't it was not it was not a cocaine <laughs> um, themed party. I forget which player it was but he tweeted like it was uh, cowboy themed like you guys are <laughs> fucking stupid what like, does cocaine like TMZ, aren't all parties cocaine themed right, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> if you're doing it right I'm kidding I don't I don't um, but <laughs> but uh, TMZ Sports their incredible headline was cocaine on the brain for team Halloween party yikes and the reason this is relevant to us um, we'll get to the, the real shit that went down in a second but this is relevant because not to brag I've been on TMZ Sports before oh uh, god Charlotte just saying and it was a picture I got to a fight with a the dude sports writer and it said um it was a picture of my face and his face and it said sports illustrated like so-and-so accuses sports illustrated writer of sexism dot 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 against men (laughs) (laughs) and it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me so that's why it ranks number four but jess tell us what happened to uh chad kelly yeah poor little chad (laughs) kelly he broncos backup quarterback yeah he (laughs) jim kelly's nephew also if you didn't know who's jim kelly he played football and he's very famous. Yeah. Played on Buffalo for totally a long know. time. Lost four Super Bowls. Totally know um, who he is. Great guy, actually. Um, Chad Kelly got in a little bit of trouble. He was wearing a cowboy costume. Apparently had a little red scarf around his neck, according to the police report. Oh, he must look so cute I as know. he trespassed. Trespass. I got a, probably. I don't know. Allegedly, might have been under the influence. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, because this is totally something you do sober. I, I assume. He, like yeah. He 
trespassed into these people's house, like sat on the couch next to this woman. Like random people, neighbors. Yeah. And then um, the a man who lived in the house came and hit him over the head with a vacuum tube. <laughs> and then he left. And then he got arrested for trespassing. Didn't the police find him just like sitting in his car? Yeah. Well, he was trying to get an Uber home, which was smart of him. Yeah. That, I mean, you know. But the trespassing part, a little, he got released from the Broncos like that day so. i would be so terrified if i'm just sitting on my couch with my kid and, and a, a huge football player dressed up as a cowboy with a little bandana on like just comes and sits down next to me yeah not a great not a great look no um, but there's no man in my house so i would have to hit him over the head myself i also don't have a vacuum so i don't know what i would use hit over the head with a vacuum tube would really suck oh jessica oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about it like what would i use because i should buy a vacuum it's a little gross i mean i have a broom i don't think it's heavy enough now we know all about charlotte's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> filthy apartment thank you moving no, it's on clean. it's clean i would use a wine bottle anyway number th- <laughs> number three T- jess i'm gonna let you I, when this when this news broke i thought oh my god nothing as important will ever happen again in my life dun, 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 because... but then something more important happened but before we get to that um john gruden this this <laughs> the interview head coach of the raiders this interview was from years ago but it resurfaced last week john gruden lost his virginity to the notre dame fight song and this this is an interview from the early 2000s in Playboy, and Jess and I are going to do a dramatic reading. I will play the Playboy interviewer, and oh Jess will I'm, be... I can't do the John Gruden voice again. Yeah, we practiced... Spider practi- 2Y banana. That's the only thing I can say in his voice. <laughs> we practiced this yesterday, and, and it sort of went off the rails real quick, so we're going to save the voices for the segment, but um, <clears throat> here we go. Playboy interviewer. By then... <laughs> oh my god, the music underneath it's so good. It. This is incredible. Uh, Playboy. By then, you were a graduate assistant helping the Vols football team, but you were no version. Well, <laughs> we're going to take that. We're going to take that from the top. <clears throat> Just start from virgin. Play. I'm. I'm gonna play. Okay. Playboy interview. Okay. By then, you were a graduate assistant helping the Vols football team, but you were no virgin. Give us a tip sheet on your first sexual score. Do I have to? America wants to know. I've lied about this before. I've told some fibs. Okay. <laughs> That's how he would say that. Yep. I lost my virginity to the Notre Dame fight song. Someone's going to take that sound out of my voice saying that and use it against oh me. Oh my God, day. they are. Sorry. <clears throat> Playboy interviewer. There was a band? No, not even music, but it was in my mind. How old were you? 17 in South Bend on a waterbed. Okay. All right. So I've never seen less words pack more meaning into them. So first yeah. of all, um, Gruden, he was, I, sorry, I, I just, I, I got a little derailed there thinking about all this. He was thinking about the Notre Dame fight song. Yes. A fight song, which might I add, is only about 30 seconds long. <laughs> As he's having sex for the first time on a waterbed, which like, I'm sorry, but the only thing you should be, the only rubber thing you should be worrying about breaking when you're having sex for the first time is not a waterbed. Just mm. saying. Too, oh, God. Sorry. Um, that was a sex joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this whole thing makes me cringe. It's like compounding levels of Catholic guilt. Not only are you committing like a mortal sin, but you're also doing it while you have the fight song of a Catholic university's marching band stuck in your head. It just really makes me cringe a lot. There's so much going on. You brought this up. You were like, do you think that the the woman that he had sex with is reading this being like that's what you were thinking about yeah oh god oh god it's all so bad but but it's very funny yeah football guy i mean come on i love it um number two on the relevancy scale uh the red sox won the world series which we're gonna get to in a second uh not sure if you know that but um fox sports on twitter tweeted out a picture of Rob Lowe with his arm around a guy and said, um, the stars are out in L.A. tonight and with a waving hand emoji and wrote at Rob Lowe and at Bill Nye, as in Bill Nye the science guy, except the problem with this is that it was actually Sandy Koufax, all-time Dodger great baseball player. If you just stop and think about it for a second, why the fuck would Bill Nye be at the Dodgers game? <laughs> With Rob Lowe. With Rob Lowe. Like, are they, the, what, what, there's no way that this makes sense. And also, Sandy Koufax doesn't really look like Bill Nye. I mean, they're two old white guys, but like, there is a difference. And all of my Jewish ancestors rose from the grave to yell at Fox Sports. <laughs> this is like, this is like a mortal sin against Jewish people to misidentify Sandy Koufax. He is our hope that 
that there is a chance that we can be great athletes. And like, I'm sorry, don't take that away from us. Yeah, that's just I feel I always feel bad for the social media person who like tweets something wrong and gets shit on. I do too. Because it just is a tough it's a job where if you screw up, the whole world sees it. Right. But it's like, you better not screw up then. And they (laughs) kind of screwed up this time. You had one job. Although, I mean, it could have been, you know, someone who doesn't know who Sandy Koufax is. And they're like, well, it looks like Bill Nye. So... But that was pretty funny. Uh, okay, so the number one thing that's relevant to me, we have a tie for number one this week. Yes. Jess will get to hers in a moment. But is the Red Sox winning the World Series? And look, I'm sorry. I'm a Boston fan. You guys have to deal with that. Um, it was an incredible World Series, which we all could tell that the Sox were going to win uh, <laughs> pretty quickly into it because they won in five games. The only one they lost was the longest World Sox... World Sox. Oh, God. Is that what we're calling them now? Because they win so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The World Sox. It was the longest World Series game in history, which went to 18 innings. And I stayed up to watch this until 3.20 in the morning. The game went to 3.30. In the 17th inning, though... I had a feeling. I can't believe you stayed up all the way until 3.20. (laughs) Just to... to not finish out the game I was, that ended at 3.30. I was so tired. First of all, I've been thinking another five minutes for the past three hours. So I was like, you know what? This could go another three hours, and I'm going to be mad if I stay up until 5 I in the morning. I would have loved it if I woke up Saturday morning and the game was still going on at like 6 a.m. That would have been well, incredible. I know, but I didn't want that to happen. I was so tired. I... I went to bed in the 17th because I had a bad feeling they were going to lose and I didn't want to watch my I didn't want to stay up late to watch my team lose. So I just stayed up late to watch my team and then found out they lost. But one thing I do want to say about this team, which was an absolute delight, I was so happy, is that Alex Cora is an incredible manager. And this this applies to more than sports. Like, here's here's my Charlotte's words of wisdom for for, a segment. Yeah. Well, we're going to just slot this in here. Is that Alex Cora is a good manager in a way that I wish like people in in the world managed other people in business, in their jobs, in media. Like he puts people in a position to succeed. He lets them do their jobs. He trusts them. He gives them constructive feedback. Mookie was like Mookie Betts was like he doesn't really. He just builds us up. He gives us confidence. Like Mookie would be having a bad day and go into Cora's office, and Cora would be like, "You're the best in the world. Go do it." And and then and he leads with kindness and oh the guys God. love him. I just I just wish more people would take this approach and lift their employees up and support them. As I just snickered at you for being earnest. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> no, very sweet. I well I, I just appreciate mean, your appreciation of Alex Cora. I just and I'm I happy think it's a that your team won the World Series. No, I mean you're happy for me and I'm happy, happy for that. you. If it was literally any other team Minus like the Cardinals, I think I would have been a little bit happier. Yeah, but no, that's okay. I know, I know. Um, also, one one last thing on this is that I think that I think that you and I are like JD Martinez <laughs> and Mookie Betts. Go on, because um, Steph Epstein, who's a reporter at SI and probably my favorite baseball writer, she's incredible. You should check out all of her coverage of the past season. Um, but she did a story about how Martinez and Betts have become like best friends, and Martinez is five years older than Betts. And they here's a quote. Um, People call me psycho, Martinez says. I met my other person that's psycho with me. So anyway, I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, this is us. Hashtag this is us. Hashtag this is us. NBC. At NBC. Sunday nights. Cast us. All right. uh, What's your number one thing? Um, Anyone who follows me on social media has seen me post this about 65,000 times since Friday. But Brian Kelly... Head coach of Notre Dame and Jessica's also a Red Sox fan. Yeah, um, he Huge crossover. so he took a picture with his defensive players and got down on one knee and like <laughs> dropped a sideways peace sign and it was one of the most just incredible things I've ever seen in my life. I took this I took this photo, I tweeted it, I posted it to Instagram, and then all of a sudden other people were posting it, and all of a sudden it turned into like a meme and football players on Notre Dame's team were like photoshopping it into their pictures and it was just it was made me so happy it was just a very hilarious picture that I'm just so happy it was it was incredible and you I was in a meeting with sorry 
it, I mean, it was a meeting, but it was just the two of us in a small conference room, and we had to stop what we were doing for about half yeah. an hour as Jess. I was the cro- I was sobbing. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and and Brian Kelly is a meme. such a like little white Irish guy, and he just <laughs> looks like he's done this a thousand times. <laughs> he really. It's did. just so. It's just he's wearing his little ND jumpsuit. It's also, ins- oh, hidden behind the briefcase, um, you can see the he's got like a little he neck, has a pillow. neck pillow. Yeah, it's just. It's really good. So I'd say that all in all, this was a pretty relevant to us week. Last night, I w- or Sunday night, I was mm-hmm. going to bed. The Steelers won. I was really just happy, and I was smiling. Notre Dame won. Yeah, it was a good good sports weekend for me, really. And I was like, God, why am I so happy? And then I was like, it's because of Brian Kelly's meme. <laughs> it brought so much joy to my life. I'm so I'm so happy for you that Thank you, you had that. We are here to tell you about. Care of. What is care of? <laughs> Jess? <laughs> I feel like Vanna White. Care of is a monthly subscription <laughs> vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. And why should we want it? Because it's good for you? Yeah, no, it's really good for you. Uh, it's The thing about care of is that how are you supposed to know what vitamins to take? Yeah, so you take this online quiz and then it tells you what vitamins are right for your body mm-hmm. um, and then they send them to you personalized in these little daily packs and that's because 90 percent of people fall short of fda recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient and you don't want to be that person no. and this way care of is the easiest way to go they put honesty first they provide all the research that supports each of their recommendations backed by a scientific advisory board so this isn't like some quack being like oh you should take beetroot and you're like what <laughs> Um, and a portion of every sale goes toward the Good Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Oh. I know. Hmm. That's really great. And your monthly subscription box can be modified so you're not, like, wedded to a vitamin regimen. Take the vitamin D, open up your mouth. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't need any. And they're like, okay. Um, there are vegan and vegetarian supplement options to match your dietary need. And um, the nutrient pack quick stick powders can be added to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost whenever you need it. It's like a pixie stick of vitamins. Yeah, but good for you. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, if you want 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter MVP. That is 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins takecareof.com and enter MVP. Welcome to the segment section. Oh my god, these are so fun. I love these so much. Let's do Petty Hall of Fame first. Yeah. Okay, let me explain. Yeah. There's some backstory to this one. So Fergie sang the national anthem in February at the NBA All-Star Game. It was arguably the worst thing I've ever heard my entire life. It can, was, we, can we play that? It was so bad that she apologized for it afterwards. We're going to play a clip. We haven't even gotten to the bad part yet. What's so proud? Okay, please turn it off. It's, I can't take it anymore. It's... Oh, God. So it, it was everybody, really... She tried to make a really, like, sexy national anthem. Like, she was like... Which, I'm sorry, just, like, save it. <laughs> no one wants that. All the players were laughing. Draymond Green was cracking up. And everybody was cracking up because how could you not? Because that's... I mean, it sounded like she was trying to do the worst possible job she could. Oh. Anyway, her ex-husband last week, Josh Jamel who I didn't know that that's how you said his name. I thought it was Josh Duhamel. Not not true. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people don't know how to say his name, I've noticed. Well, last, I mean, it's like, a kind week. of thing, like, when are you saying Josh Duhamel's name out loud? I don't even really know which actor he is. I don't, but, I don't either. Was he in Dawson's Creek? He could have been. He wasn't, but, like, he could have been. No, that was that other guy. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, the eyebrows. Uh, Josh Duhamel basically called Draymond Green a prick. Didn't he say Draymond was a prick? Yes. <laughs> he, so he did call basically he did Draymond call. Green a prick uh, for laughing at Fergie during the anthem. And then the Warriors had a game Friday night. And in response to that, they 
Uh, they all danced in the locker room to a remix of Fergie singing the national anthem. Yes, we have a clip of that also. is just like I love that song jamming out in the locker room I love it too I'm gonna, gonna be my wedding to song what, you're gonna walk down the aisle to the Let's Fergie remix so like it's, it's a high pitch you walk down the aisle and you're like Kobe <laughs> anyway what I love about this is that basketball players now know they can do petty stuff like this like they didn't say anything they didn't yeah explicitly alfonso call it mckinney out. just posted this video of them dancing to it on instagram and that's like all it right all like, it was no one said anything and everyone knew exactly what they were saying and they know that the media is so obsessed with how petty the league is that they can just like <laughs> use us to propagate their shade which i love so if i were an nba player i would like wear socks with tivas onto the court and like watch it blow up and be like oh she's so kooky and i'd be like literally you will post anything yes it's true though and like here we are talking about it now yeah, on our podcast i love it so we're part of the in- industrial the nba industrial, industrial complex, complex. <laughs> anyway uh this week's is it sports the thing that we are debating is halloween costumes because who it's spooky <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's halloween what is that voice <laughs> it's my spooky voice Jess. you sound like the pillsbury doughboy like went through <laughs> puberty Ooh. oh my god stop <laughs> <laughs> uh we're actually <laughs> there's the spooky music thank you please make charlotte stop doing her own version of it <laughs> okay halloween costumes. should we talk about our halloween costumes uh yeah we're actually wearing them right now yes um we are which we are very proud of i usually hate halloween dressing Same. up because it's a it, lot of pressure it's hard i never have a good costume you have to be funny and original and you know not you know, offensive. I'm sorry, this music is really distracting me. This is incredible. Can we can we turn that down a little bit? All I can hear is like I'm just picturing like skeletons walking through my brain. Uh, anyway, so our Halloween costumes this year we think are very inventive. Jess is wearing a Baker Mayfield shirt. Shirzy. Shirzy. It says six on it. It's got the Cleveland it says Browns six helmet. On it. It's it has the number six on it. Uh, I Charlotte, I'm wearing a Brandon Cooks um, 14. Oops, I just gave it away. I'm wearing a Patriots 14 jersey. You didn't really give it away. Jersey. Yet. Yeah, I didn't really yet. Um, Jess has the Baker Mayfield head, headband on. Signature. And she's wearing an oven mitt. Yep. And carrying a whisk. Because I am Baker Mayfield. And I am wearing an apron carrying a spatula and tongs because I'm Brandon Cooks. We are so <laughs> punny. It hurts. If your dad's jokes could look like something, it, it would, would be us. Our Halloween costumes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, are Halloween costumes sports? I think they're sports. Why? Because they're competitive. You always have, yep. you want to have the best one. Yep. Always. Um, they do require some physical exertion. Yeah, you have to procure the elements. Yeah. Sometimes you have to arts and craft them, which is mm-hmm. definitely physical exertion. One year I was a parking ticket and I had to write on a shirt. Yep. <laughs> Physical exertion, like yep. I said. Like you said. And uh, I think most importantly to me, and this is the special rule that only you and I can uh, Yeah, rule number seven. State, is that it just feels like sports. 100%. I'm with you. So does trick-or-treating. You're running around getting candy. Oh, trick-or-treating is super sports. Yeah. Like, do that, they have a league. They do? Well, no, but I mean, it's sports. Is it sports? <laughs> Halloween costumes. Yes. Woohoo! Um, glad we glad we debated that one. Um, some personal news. Mm-hmm. Jess, do you want to go first? Because yours is horrifying. Yeah, there's a... F- <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me to say it? No. There's a mouse in my apartment. It, and well, I am that's, freaking that's, out. That's I being generous because it, it. it might be a rat. It might be a rat. No one has seen it. No one knows for sure. It is... Been Wait, s- no one's seen it? How do you know it's there? Okay, I saw like the shadow <laughs> of the rodent <laughs> in my room scurry behind my AC unit thing. Speaking of Halloween. 
yeah oh it, it's so fucking gross i want to scream every and it you know it's it'd be one thing if it was like a nice little girl mouse and she's like oh she's a single mom she's got to feed her family you know she just needs somewhere nice to stay and keep her little kitties warm but i feel a male presence in this mouse i feel like this mouse is using me in my apartment and it's very very fucked up and i want to scream every time I think my peace of mind is gone I have glue traps all over my room I'm scared that I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night to a squealing dying mouse on a glue trap and there has nothing been like it's just I fuck New York City that's all I have to say I'm, I'm having done. trouble breathing I had to look I had to like move away from the mic because I was laughing so hard this is the darkest timeline it's honestly like not even the first mouse I've had in an apartment it's just the first time that it's been this large my roommate my roommate said you can't see my hands but she said it was this big oh my god that's wide she said it was this oh, wide stop it which makes me think it's a fucking rat that's a rat it's a fucking rat and it's in my fuck i'm sorry i can just... oh wow okay okay um so if anyone knows so that's a good, my personal news if anyone has a good mouse guy in new york uh send him jess's way my personal news is um <laughs> Much is pretty pleasant by comparison. Uh, last Thursday, I took the night off from sports. I know Thursday night football was on. Watched like the first quarter of Dolphins Texans, and I was like, "Great game, by the way." Yeah. Other I, than Will Fuller tearing his ACL, that made me sob. I know it was a really good game, and I was just like, "You know what? I'm sorry. I cannot do it. I need a night off. I have been. I, I think sports are bleeding out of my ears." <laughs> so I, October October is a marathon of a sports. It was month. the middle of the yeah. Sox World Series run. I had been to the game with my mom, which we're gonna call her in a second. Um, but I was exhausted, and so I started watching Riverdale. On Netflix. Wow. It's incredible. I am I have since binged. I'm on episode ten. It's campy. It's amazing. Riverdale is like a Gen Z Twin Peaks, right? Yes. It's like it's it's Archie Comics, dark and on steroids, and everyone's super hot, and none of it makes much sense, and I am just so into it. Um so that's my letter of recommendation this week, in addition to my personal news, Congrats. is that you guys should watch Riverdale. Uh speaking of Deb, let's call my mom. Hello. Hi, Mama. <laughs> Hello, Charlotte. Hi, Deb. Jess. We just finished talking about how Jess has a mouse that's probably a rat in her apartment. Oh, goodness. Oh, dear. Do you have uh, barbecue tongues? No. Yeah, that's how my dad catches them. Oh, anyway, uh, moving <laughs> yes. on. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, Mom, you were telling me that you have a theory about Gritty that you wanted to talk about this week. Because last time we did True yeah. Gritty and uh, told the world that his parents are Sweetums the Muppet and Big Red the WKU mascot. And you had some thoughts about that. I um, read, I heard what you said, and I thought, wait a minute. Big Red was the nickname of one of the greatest horses that ever lived, one of the greatest racehorses that ever lived, named Man O' War. Okay. He was, and he was born in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, my God. He WKU, was, Western Kentucky. Yes, <gasps> exactly. The plot thickens. Oh, my God. Oh, he was, I mean, he was one of my heroes when I was a kid. He I know. <laughs> Sorry. That's so sweet. It's really cute. I, Go on. I, I really did. There was a period of time when I wanted to be a horse. Mm. Oh, and well, haven't we all? Charlotte, were you a horse girl? No. And it's my mom's mm. greatest sadness that I didn't like horses. Okay. Yeah, this really, really upset me. She didn't yeah. like horses, but maybe she wouldn't have gone as far as I did. So what? I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah. How far, did, yeah how, did, how far did you? Oh, you used to break I into Pimlico, be, didn't you? I did. I snuck into Pimlico Racetrack when yeah, I was a badass. little girl and yeah. um, My mom's met cool. all the horses. Yeah. Anyway, so but anyway, so Man of War was he, Man of War was such a great horse. Mm -hmm. He only he didn't race that many times because nobody would want to race with him. He beat one horse by twenty lengths, which is like a racetrack. Wow. Um, and he was he was a legend. So I'm thinking that maybe Gritty has horse gene somewhere because oh. I mean his the other thing is I mean Man of War was one of the great stud horses of all time he oh, so made he had amazing a, babies he had a lot of horse sex <laughs> he had a lot of horse sex well, do you know they get paid to do that <laughs> yeah his owner believe me Play the John got paid to do that 
Uh, I mean, some of his babies were like War Admiral and Sea Biscuit and oh, American wow. Pharaoh. I mean, he was he was a great horse. So, but not Nyquist. Way. Not Nyquist. Oh, bitch. No, no. But here is something that I learned. I learned two things about him. Okay. First of all, just so you know where things go with Gritty, Man of War's favorite snack was oranges. <gasps> Oh my God! So you know it could be, and gritty is orange, and gritty's orange. Yeah. God, you're really connecting the dots here. Jesus, I know I am. So but we, the other so, thing, yeah, go yeah, on. go ahead. Oh no, I was just oh. going to say, do you, do you think that gritty's related to Man of War? He could be through Big Red. What's the other thing you were going to say? Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that in 1920, uh-huh. he and Babe Ruth were honored, oh. both of them. By the New York Times, they were athletes of the year. And the New York Times wrote a superman and a super horse. <laughs> Imagine being like at the pinnacle of your sport and the New York <laughs> Times is like, also this horse. <laughs> well, I think the horse may have been, you know, the horse was, the horse did what he did. And mm-hmm. then he lived happily ever after in a pasture and had sex with other horses. Yeah, honestly, I love it. Not that different from like... What Rob Gronkowski does <laughs> now at the pinnacle, the, of, his the pinnacle of his career. Um, oh goodness! So sorry. anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, love it. Charlotte, I yeah. really did have to tell you that one of the pinnacles of my career was going to the World Series with you. Aww. Yeah, Last we had week. so much fun. We were oh we were goodness. freezing, but you brought you pulled a supreme mom move. Well, it was it was the supreme dad move. He said, "You better bring toe warmers <laughs> and hand warmers." I think the so, guy next to us thought it was a little weird when we took our boots off, though, in the stands and like stuck toe warmers to our and, socks and glued these little white things onto the bottom of our socks. Yeah. I think they did think it was pretty weird, yeah. but but also, you know how how strange it is also for two women to go to a ball game and sit in the bleachers together. <laughs> is it weird? I think it's weird. No, it's. I, I think a lot of. We I think a lot more people do that than than you oh, think. Good. Yeah. Well, good. I was very glad. It was. It was fantastic, Aww. and it was a perfect game. And uh, oh, those Red Sox! Oh, and those I'm Red so Sox. glad. It, I'm so glad it's over and we can sleep again. I know. Me too. Well, you're the best. Um, pat the dog for us. Mm-hmm. And the cat. And the sorry, pat the dog and the cat for us. Okay, I will. Okay. And um, talk to you soon. Okay, love you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> She's incredible. Uh, speaking of true, of gritty, uh, let's do chapter two of True Gritty. It's called Chapter Two. I actually haven't read this yet. Gritty Makes a Friend. Oh, my God. <clears throat> One hot summer day in July, when Gritty was but a small 10-year-old monster, he was playing outside Oscar the Grouch's trash can. Gritty's parents, Sweetums and Big Red, were off at work. Sweetums was filming Muppets Take Manhattan in New York. Great film. And Big Red had a game in Kentucky. Gritty loved Oscar. Oscar had no children of his own, but he was close friends with the Sweetums Red. Sweetums and Oscar had worked on Ghostbusters together when they were just breaking into the show business. Oscar played the monster under the bed, and Sweetums played the monster in the closet. The studio decided it was too unbelievable, though, and they both got written out of the script before filming began. The director's notes read, More ghosts, less monsters. Oscar's big break came long before Sweetums got work with the Muppets, so the family stayed in Oscar's trash can for a while as they tried to make ends meet. Eventually, they made enough money to move into their own can, albeit plastic. But they remained close, and when his parents went out of town, Gritty stayed with Oscar. That hot July day, Oscar's agent Scooter, who also sometimes acted in the Muppet movies, pulled up in a shiny black car that was tiny because he's a tiny little Muppet. <laughs> who's, who's this? He asked Oscar, stop stooping down to look at tiny Gritty. This is Gritty, said Oscar. Gritty, this is Scooter. How do you do, kid? Scooter asked. Gritty said he was fine. <laughs> Scooter examined him for a minute. You've got a look, he said. You could be somebody. Gritty looked up at Scooter. A look. He had it. The world suddenly seemed much bigger. If only he could have known just how big 
it would get. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Let's do an ad read. <laughs> All right. Our next uh, segment is, is it canceled? Yeah. What's up this week, Jess? <clears throat> so the cre- inventor of green bean casserole mm-hmm. died. This week. This week. What um, did USA Today write? USA Today, this woman um, probably should have remembered her name. Her name was Dorothy. No, that was the name of the ghost that hunts the <laughs> Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> that, Never mind. We watch, didn't. <laughs> watch the season finale of The Wilder Project yeah, on what, SITV watch to find show. out <laughs> why I know that. Why Charlotte got this ghost confused. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the, the green, inventor of green, the green, green, green bean <laughs> in case you guys wanted to know what it was like inside my brain <laughs> that's a window anyway uh, even more so, disturbing that i knew why i know anyways the, okay the whole thing is really sad um you so, okay the inventor of green bean casserole passed away uh usa today said that she also helped create a tomato soup meatloaf <laughs> a tuna noodle casserole and a sloppy joe like super burger soup, as, in, as in like campbell's soup as in s-o-u-p super super burger burgers um they also said that consumers often tell them that practically anyone even novices or bad cooks can make green bean casserole because it's so easy to prepare so my main takeaway from this is she's called the inventor of right. green bean casserole not like the chef who came up with you know like julia child created recipes this woman invented green bean casserole it makes it seem like it's not an edible thing when you invent which it basically isn't i don't i mean i've never had it i'm gonna be honest you've never had green bean casserole no it feels like a very midwestern thing it's extremely gross it's like i just <sighs> it's gross so i i it's think like mushy mushroom cream soup with oh, green God. beans and then there's like crispy onions on top and green beans unless they're the french haricot vert <laughs> the fancy green beans otherwise they're just like the normal I, ones are just squeaky and disgusting so now that this woman has passed away can we stop eating green bean casserole like i feel yeah, like not to speak ill of the dead but no like, but like i know i have a feeling that maybe we were eating it because we wanted to make her feel good about it <laughs> and now she's dead so green bean casserole is canceled i think green bean casserole should just fucking die if if it's at your thanksgiving you'll know that your relatives don't listen to this podcast if it's at my thanksgiving i will pick it up and slam it onto the floor oh yeah we'll get video and that. i won't even let my dog eat it because she is better than that beautiful uh, speaking of eating stuff, explain a meme this week is the get this bread meme. <laughs> I don't know what this is. You don't know what get this bread means? No, I have no idea what what's going on. Get this bread means like, let's wake up and like make money oh. so we can like buy bread. Right. No. <laughs> get this bread. Right. No, I know the saying, let's get this bread. How is this a meme? Well, like people have been turning it into a meme by posting jokes about it. Like this, this tweet, me choking on a piece of bread, paramedics, let's get this bread. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty funny. And then there's this Venn diagram that mm-hmm. I thought was clever where it's one circle says early morning grinders and the other circle says ducks and then they overlap and in the middle it says, let's get this bread. <laughs> okay, I like this meme. I'm going to try my hand at this once the podcast comes out and see how I do. Yeah. It's going to be awful. Um, <laughs> should we call? Do you want to call Aunt Char? Yeah, let's call Aunt Char. All right, let's, let's, give her a, let's give her a ring. Hello? Hi, Aunt Char. Oh, my God. Jessica, I've been sitting by the phone waiting for you to call. Oh, How are you? I been waiting too long. Mm, no, never. I don't really do much, so nothing to wait for. What's up this week? We have some questions for you. Oh, what are they? Um, the first one is from Ben Ascone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a, that's a funny name. Um, what are your tips for picking the best Well, Jessica, I'm so glad you asked because, first of all, when you're picking a fanny pack, I mean, if you want to be classy about it, they're making really nice ones now. You can get them in leather. You can get them in leopard print. Um, If you're going for a hike, it should be durable, preferably camouflaged. Do you go on many hikes? No, are you kidding? But, like, I'm trying to talk to the people here. Oh, okay. But if, um, for me, personally, I just want to make sure it's secure. I want something that really, that really stays on the hips. What's your next question? Um, this is from Peter Page. Mm-hmm. Rank the most important factors in selecting a pool boy. I mean, the really, the only he's just got to be attractive. Okay. Thank you, Ashar. Yep. You're a little shallow. Uh, Joseph You've already established that. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Kelly, does your schedule get annoying when having to plan on attending all these parades? Should Boston just declare... Oh, God, this makes me sick. Should Boston just declare a holiday for once a year when all the teams just hold one parade? I'm going to 
be honest, this feels more like a question for my niece, Charlotte, because I really don't actually care about sports that much. But, yeah, I think that a, a once-a-year celebration for all the teams that win in Boston would just make everyone's life a whole lot easier and, le- and, and less insufferable, by the way. I'm a Yankees fan, so let's just, you know. You are. Okay. Well, when Charlotte comes back from the bathroom, I'll ask her about that. All right. That. Please do. Uh, let, should we do one more? Yeah. One more question? we got one more. Um, this is from... Mario's burner account? Who the fuck is Mario? Anyways. I'm sure that's just the name of someone on Twitter that Charlotte put there and forgot to put his real name. That's what that sounds like. Uh, which of the Kennedys is the best Kennedy and why? Oh, my God. Well, this is the hottest question I've ever heard. Um, whew. I mean, there's Jack. He he was a he was a handsome devil, let me tell you. But, I mean, I have a soft spot for Ted. We we used to go – I used to date Ted Kennedy. Um, no one talks about this but because they don't know, but now I'm telling the world um, – and, you know, I was at his funeral, and his wife was like, I see you. And I was like, well, I just want you to know that I am here. And we were very much in love once upon a time. So, Okay, Aunt Char, I'm sorry you have to go. All right. Get well, Jessica, phone. always a pleasure. Um, give me a call. Tell Charlotte I say hi. Uh, tell her to call me. All right. Bye. Bye, Aunt Char. All right. Hey, I'm back. Did you call Aunt Char without me? <laughs> yeah, sorry. She, I just wanted to get it over with. Yeah, no, she is a lot. Was she... <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for everything. Um, all right, we are gonna wrap this thing up. But first, okay, now it's time for a ad read that we are calling "Ma'am Splaining," where we are going to explain tampons to you because Lola is a modern approach to feminine care. It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. <laughs> Because you don't know what's what goes into tampons, and like if you're using them, you don't want to put, you know, chemicals mm-hmm. in your body. So, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. Um, and the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most just don't. And Lola was like, "What's up with that? That feels pretty whack. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. And um, most brands use synthetic ingredients. Lola doesn't. It's 100% organic cotton." No added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. And there's a subscription that's fully customizable so you can choose your mix of products and it just makes your life easier for everyone in the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's founded by women. It's for women. We are a pro-women podcast. (laughs) Uh, What? Are we? Yeah, we're women. Did you know that? We are two chicks talking sports. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah, it's wild. Um, these are gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic, and Lola does good with your purchase. They donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which, aside from the fact that these are great products, that's reason enough. So if you want 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter MVP when you subscribe. Just what? Where am I? What am I supposed to visit? For forty percent off, visit mylola.com and enter MVP when you subscribe. Woo! This week's MVP MVP goes to. Should we say what that is? Yeah, it's most valuable podcast, most valuable person. Okay. Because we know our listeners as MVP VPs, which is most valuable podcast, valuable people. Yes. But one of them rises to the top every week based on an email they send us or a meme they send us or, you know, something funny that they do. And in this case, mm-hmm. not only did this guy, Michael, I'm going to call him Mike, um, send us an email. He also sent us a meme in that email. And it was a picture of Rihanna and Dwight next to each other. And the Dwight Schrute. Sorry. Like Dwight Howard. <laughs> just for it was, clarification. It was Rihanna and Dwight Schrute from The Office. <laughs> picture next to each other. And on the Rihanna one, it said, what Charlotte thinks she looks like with a middle part and on the Dwight Schrute one it said what Charlotte actually looks like with a middle part and he was really funny about it and nice and it just made me laugh so much but nonetheless he roasted the shit out of Charlotte on yeah. our email I've never been owned so hard in my entire life via email via email via email meme it was just a really he well done emailed us a meme to roast me and it worked and I tweeted it out and then he sent another email um, which was like the sweetest thing. He goes, oh no, this got posted on Twitter. I definitely sent this via email because I don't have the courage or the grace <laughs> Whoops, to doxed his meme. <laughs> to accept the online roasting that's happening. And he told me that he actually likes the middle part, but it's all he can see when he watches The Office. Uh, and then you get, P.S. Turns out I paid $3 a month for this meme application. Do you know how I can unsubscribe to it? 
parentheses, mostly kidding. No, but you should unsubscribe and resubscribe to Most Valuable Podcast. Boom. Love it. All right. Let's close this out with a Notre Rants. 30 seconds where Jess gets to say whatever she wants about Notre Dame football. You know, I, I actually don't have a rant this weekend, but oh, if wow. Notre Dame loses to Northwestern, I will light myself on fire. All right. And on that note, folks, thank you for listening to Most Valuable Podcast. Tell all of your friends I was at the World Series and I... Tell all your friends Charlotte was at the World Series. <laughs> no, 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 wait. I was at the World Series, got a little drunk, told everyone in a 10-seat radius to subscribe and unsubscribe, and just made everyone at a bar write a review. <laughs> so we're doing some guerrilla marketing. If you guys could help us out with that. Yes. That would be great. Maybe you could be the next MVP. MVP. Yeah. Follow us on... Instagram, most valuable podcast, Twitter at most V podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom. Can I have a tissue real quick? Yeah. Before I do on I keep like sniffing into the (laughs) We're going to award an MVP MVP. This week's this week's uh MVP, VP, most valuable podcast, valuable people. The most valuable one of those was a guy named. <laughs> Can we start that? Over? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you just say? A lot of. Flying oh my god! I just said so many letters. You in did. A row. Oh my god. Okay, this week we're... <laughs>